Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. January 7, Hamartia. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, John writes, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. To sin here, that's that word being pulled out of 1 John 2, 1, uh, Hamartia in the Greek. To sin means to fail or to uh, miss the mark most technically. It was regularly used in ancient times of an archer who missed the target. Spiritually, as we we see in this context and regularly throughout the scriptures, it, it means to wander from the path of uprightness or righteousness, ultimately to disobey God. The significance of this term, uh, taken from the the picture of an archer not hitting his target, to probably the the more familiar context of disobedience to God, that the significance here is that God's standard, uh, what what he in fact uh, requires of us, is impossible. God happens to uh, demand what he deserves, and as an eternally holy God, he demands that which he deserves, which is perfect moral obedience. No one has ever hit anywhere near the target of God's standard, much less made it on the board. In fact, the the Bible writer James writes that if we fail at even one point in the law, so we observe the whole law but fail in one point, he writes that we are guilty of all of the law. Romans 3 captures that sort of hopelessness that is true of all mankind. Romans 3.23, Paul writes, For all have sinned, uh, committed harmatia, Uh, and fall short of the glory of God. So the truth is, there are no spiritual Robin Hoods or Legolases or Katniss Everdeens. There there, there was this one man, though. He was more than a man, not just a mere man. He was Jesus, the the God-man, the second person of the Trinity, taking human form to live a sinless life on our behalf and to die a death in our place, the perfect life lived, leading to the perfect sacrifice made for our sin, a sacrifice uh, made by the purest of sacrifice uh, that would be sufficient for an eternally holy God. Jesus, in that scenario, hits the bullseye. He hits the target. And so by faith, as Scripture promises, this is the gospel, the good news, it is by faith that uh, we are found in Christ, and by faith in Christ, he, he takes our rap sheet, our record of missed shots our whole life long, and we get his resume, his sinlessness, uh, and that sinlessness credited to our spiritual account. There is an imputation uh, the Bible teaches about. There is a trade that happens, a gracious provision made for us, the the uh, all-shooting and missing sinners that that we are. We, We can't help but miss 
and Christ being the God-man can't help but live this sinless life that we so desperately needed, and then he takes, God does the next gracious step and imputes it to us. By faith in Christ, he takes our guilt, we get his righteousness. So that it can be true of us that we too are the righteous ones described in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. As scandalous as that sounds, Christ is the one deserving of such status, but graciously that status is imputed. It's shared with us. If you remember what John says here, that uh, if we do sin, uh, and really we could say when we sin, that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Well, elsewhere Paul says that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. 